activate. Podcast, go. Are you ready? Oh, hello, podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, good, good, good. I Where's my guest, podcast? Let me go get him, okay. see if I can find him. That was you walking away. That was the podcast walking, or maybe that was Sky walking in. Hi, Sky. Hey. What's up? Hey, Sky walking in. Uh, we took a lot of people to Star Wars just on then. purpose. Well, maybe we took you to Star Wars. <laughs> um, my name is David Andrew Laws, and this is Dress for the Podcast You Want. My guest today is Sky Edwards. Hello. Caught a mid sip of beer. Mid gulp. And that's it. That's all there is. There's no Megan today, no co host of any kind, just me and Sky. Dudes being dudes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's good to be here. It's yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. It was been a tr- time trying to get you on. We we were like ships in the night for a while. Yes. Because stuff just kept coming up. Yeah. I'm on spring break this week, but it hasn't felt like spring break. You're on spring break? Yeah, because I teach a lot, and it's spring break for New York City schools right now. Wait, so you don't just teach uh, pre-K? It's it's all the children. If you're all a child, the children. I'll teach you. That's my slogan. Great. That's, that's good for them. Yeah, so I do like a public school class and an after school class and all that's off this week which hasn't stopped me from like covering a class or like uh teaching a workshop or on tuesday i went to go see movies i went to go see captain marvel and shazam and Shaz- how's how is shazam well i didn't see it oh because i went to see captain marvel and i went to the magic johnson movie theater where i love to go because during the daytime it's cheap and no one's ever there sometimes i go there and like people aren't even working there. I'll have to be like, hello, does anyone want to take my ticket? And they're right. like, no, just go. Um, but I forgot that because it's spring break for me, it's spring break for everybody. So there were like 60 children in the movie theater. Oh, that among sounds with wonderful. All the rest of the adults. It was like a group of like kids. I mean, it was wonderful. It was wonderful in that when badass stuff would happen, they'd all be like, woo, this is representative <laughs> right. of me. And... Well, not that Captain Marvel's particularly representative, but I guess having a strong lady character made them yeah. woo. But the downside being, not honestly, not even the children. Maybe I was far enough away from them, but the adults who were getting bent out of shape about all the children being there mm-hmm. were even worse because they were all like fiddling. You and... need to control those kids, and right. like got the got the ushers in, which I just can't imagine being a movie usher in 2019 and just being like, "Are you kidding? What am I going to do about right. this?" Kick them out? Yeah. Just Why aren't you watching this at home on Netflix? All you have is your flashlight, your weapon. And half a spoonful of dignity. Right. I just want mm. you to leave. Mm. If, if I worked at a movie theater is what I would say. I, I just, just want you to leave. I just want you to leave. I just want you to leave. <laughs> and then I would get fired. So instead... I've I never been fired. You've never, never been fired? Not my whole life. I don't think. <laughs> Pretty sure. Maybe psychologically you thought you were quitting, but... I've had some jobs that I've left where it felt more mutual than others. Uh, who just buzzed me? Sky? Oh, no, I just saw Captain Marvel, and it's all about shapeshifters, <laughs> and maybe this isn't really Sky. It's Jude Law. Oh, no, maybe Sky's Jude Law. I'm going to not get that. Okay. Because I'm not expecting anything, I think. I had a lot of Amazon trouble earlier, but I think I talked about that on the podcast. So I w- saw Captain Marvel, which was fine, and... <laughs> Didn't see Shazam, and instead my friend who came to meet me to see Shazam, we just got beers and had them in the park, which might have been an equal amount of fun yeah. as Shazam, right? Not to downplay Shazam, but to upplay how much fun I have sitting in the park drinking beer talking about Dungeons & Dragons. True. You know, so. 
true. But anyway, that's me. I think that's a strong choice. Because you couldn't have done that in January, and you could watch Shazam next January. It'll be the same. I usually only go to the movies when I when it needs to be a movie experience, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I was like, I got to go sit in one of those rumbly chairs and yeah. watch this fucking movie. Yeah, tonight is uh, Endgame and IMAX. That's the one. That's what's I've, coming up is Avengers Endgame. I've not been to an IMAX since I saw Everest when I was like nine or ten years old. Why are you going to this one in the IMAX? Mm. So my wife, is. she was just on the podcast. She Callie, was. Callie Edwards, Callie Miles, professionally. She's had some some brain trauma from lacrosse injuries. Um, what? Well, concussions. She's had, she's had several concussions. And part of the side effects of that is that she can't see movies in 3D. They make her really sick. Whoa. And I found that out when I saw Batman versus Superman with her and found out it was horrible experience horrible date night because she's sitting there with her glasses on and then just her head goes down she closes her eyes and she's like i feel like i'm gonna throw up oh and you were like i know it's a really bad movie Mm -hmm. and she was like no no (laughs) it's something else yeah so instead of doing the the 3d thing a special treat for us with movies is seeing it very big in one way or another so going to a, a dolby theater where they have the special sound quality or imax where it's just larger but it can't come at you she can't do simulators or anything like that so i'm very excited about it i'm excited well, since disney owns everything now mm-hmm. i'm excited for when elsa comes in to zap thanos han solo han solo is gonna be there his ghost gonna get up all, all up in thanos mm. Well, I was thinking, I don't know, maybe Han Solo, he would be on Thanos' side. I think Disney has ESPN and Coca-Cola also. Do they actually? Well, Coca-Cola has a partnership with Disney, I'm pretty sure. And then McDonald's by proxy, (laughs) so Ronald McDonald... And um, so when yeah. McDonald comes in, he says, I've got a solution. I'll just oh, create man. more resources. There's no problem anymore. And Thanos is like, ah, oh, you're right. Let me get a McBrick too. And, <laughs> and then it's over. Right. Justin Timberlake it's can not, sing the credit song. Yeah. For three hours. That's what it actually is. Because oh. it's like three hours and two minutes or four minutes or something. Something like that. It's a very long movie. Do you I think got, it's going to have an intermission? Oh, I, I would kind of like that. I think it has to. I think legally... It's earned it. Who did it? It's earned it. Oh, it's earned it. I feel like it it has earned that privilege. Yeah, Marvel privilege. Maybe there will just be a scene in the movie where they're like, let's talk about this and only this for like seven straight minutes. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yes, let's. And then they do that. And maybe for the first minute you're like, are they really gonna? Oh, no. Oh, they are. All right, cool, cool. I'm gonna go pee. Yeah. Um, That's the part where they record a podcast about Infinity Stones. (laughs) Where they... Well, I was gonna say that maybe they like recap everything, but ever, I would still want to watch that. Yeah, I need to watch the first one, the one that's because this is part two. Mm-hmm. I need to watch the part one again because it's been a it's been a hot second. I know War. what happens, but yeah. this is a little little palate cleanser. Yeah, by the time that this comes out, we'll have already both seen it. What lucky boys we are! I know. Let me ask you something more on topic. Great, Sky. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Um, yes, yes, oh, I do. There was a hint of an N in there, and I can roll back the tape. Right. How interesting. Tell um, me all or, about it. Um, on, so I guess the question you asked me, I I hear it two ways at the same time, and successful person. That's because you got on the headphones. Mm-hmm. It was in one ear, and, and I ask a different question on the other ear. That's my yes. secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the different sides of my brain caught it different ways. So successful person, I feel, yes, I'm married. I'm a survivor. I've been around for... 28 some odd years and historically speaking that's pretty good yep 
So I have a dog, still alive, healthy, good relationship with my family. On the other hand, the other part of the question, successful person, so far as how I feel like I'm supposed to measure it. You don't think you're supposed to measure it by all those other great, great things you have? No, I I think I should. But there's more. Yeah. Because you're an actor. Mm Mm-hmm. And 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 yes, that's actually that's a big question for me in my in my life right now. Is I have I have other things I am passionate about, and there's this adage that acting teachers have where they say if you can see yourself doing anything else, don't do this. Yes, they do say that, and they sound just like that when they say it. Right. Don't do it. Don't be an actor. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, because that's a gift acting teachers have is being able to play each other. Mm -hmm. So that's like the the thing. So you're torn because there are other things you want to do. Yeah. Or I don't know if I feel feel torn so much about it as I do um, feel that it's all it's all one. It's all me and that I could be successful in most multiple areas. But what success looks like to me or feel like success might not be something I'd be. I don't know, something that could translate to a resume or to a Wikipedia page or things I feel I should be ambitious about. So. I know. We, we Googled Sky earlier, and there is a performer oh named Sky Edwards who is not this Sky Edwards because no. she's a lady. She's 44. she's British. She's 44? Mm-hmm. She's 44? She looks great. I thought she was a teenager. Maybe it's just that one picture. Yeah, I think, she was, other I think she was bigger in the 90s. She still maybe. looks great. Yeah, it says her career started in 1994. Yep. And me, my dumb brain, thought that was 10 years ago, which it wasn't. That's not Skywards at all. Ooh. Who are all these people? I am women. You I am folks. women. <laughs> Skywards is women. Okay, wait, wait, wait. First, I want to say I think I have the inverse of that adage about acting in that mm-hmm. whenever people are like, oh my goodness, acting, that would be so much fun. I'm always like, well, it's not too late. Like, right. You can do it. You can. Anybody can always do it. Like, you can be, have done it from the time you were a baby. You can start at 70. Like, do it if you want to, and then stop doing it when you don't, and then come back when you do again, is yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I agree with the adage either, and that's why I'm wrestling with that pressure on myself, because I feel that at its core, being an actor is accepting that you could be a lot of things. Yeah. It's accepting that that possibility that as a human you're not you're not so limited as to say like I am just this. You're not a robot or even as limited as a dog. That's is. exactly the <laughs> a dog. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the definition of a human is, or an actor is and not a robot or a dog. Mm. You can't, mm. Dogs can't be actors. Take that avatar. They can bud. be in movies. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the other thing. I just saw Captain Marvel and there's a cat in there, but it's not always a real cat. And mm. when it's not a real cat, you can tell it's not a real cat. Right. Because it's bad. Because cats can't be actors. Right. Wait, that doesn't track, but they still can't be actors. I think it's fair. Samuel L. Jackson's half CGI in that movie. Right. He looks great. <laughs> <laughs> because he is a, a human. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to do or be? What are you curious about? Man, I am I'm really passionate about sports. So I I think the first thing I do when I wake up every morning is check into the sporting world and see what happened in the world of wow. competition. Cool. I'm not a competitive person myself. I really can't identify with the idea of going out every night and trying to beat the other guy or score the most points. That's when not I, how you approach acting, because that's definitely how I approach acting. Is it? I wanna win. everyone's like, I did a play. I'm like, Oh, did you win? Right. I have asked that question before. I don't know that I've ever when I played sports, I I just didn't know the score. I just went out there and had love fun of the and game. It was performative. I loved doing it in front of a bunch of people. What sport? 
basketball mascot basketball mm-hmm. i'm sorry mascotting you also. said mascotting yeah you are a mascot i i've been a lot of mascots i've i was my high school mascot i was a version of a mascot for i was the official dancing fan for the colorado avalanche and the denver nuggets and the colorado mammoth and what i danced at halftime and they put me in a turkey suit for thanksgiving or santa claus for christmas or a leprechaun costume are there pictures of this because mm-hmm. you know pictures videos wait a minute how do i find um, that do I just, oh man, mascot I don't know if that's going to do it. No, I, can, I can probably send this to you so we can put it on the Instagram. Okay, on the Instagram, the interwebs. I'm not sharing that with anybody. That's for me. <laughs> Is this you? Are you this B? No, that's a, that's I a guess devil. Arizona State Sun Devil. Oh, okay. And that's Five Nights at Freddy's, and Whoa. that's literally a Highland cattle. Oh, my gosh. That's the Isle of Skye, right? Oh, is that why? Because yeah. I Googled Sky Edwards' mascot, and <laughs> it's, it's the... That's my mascot. It's that's the Arizona me. State Devil, and then it's Five Nights at Freddy's, and then it's a cow. And then it's, well, you're a sport. Who's this? 53. Oh, that's the Ohio State Buckeye. Ohio State Buckeye. Is that a bean? It's a nut. A, a nut. poisonous and nut. And then there's a pirate and a Bugs Bunny. None of these mm. are you. Man, these are all funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into mascotting? So Have you seen that movie? What, the, the Christopher the, Guest movie? The mockumentary? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh it's God, excellent. It's so funny. Is Thanks. it accurate? One of my favorites, yeah. It's a thankless job. You have to be kind of nuts to do it because part of the big thing is it's a secret. Oops. Well, it's okay now. It's oh, not okay. in the thing. So nobody knows who it is now. But but you're not going to get in trouble? Mm-mm. Okay, good. I don't think so. Well, <laughs> Mascot okay. police. Yeah. Mascot police would be hilarious. They mm-hmm. come in in big police suits and hit you with a pie. I had a tea party when I was in eighth grade for my birthday. And I swear this comes back. There's a, I work at the polo bar right now as a host. And... We have a private dining room, and one of the most recent events we had was for a company called Mascot, and I got really excited on the inside because I thought this was going to be a party in the private dining room where everyone's a mascot, just very quiet, only mime work, Uh. trying to eat dinner with a mask on, and so now it's something I aspire to. Like If I ever have the amount of success to be able to pull this kind of thing off at my old place of work, I would want to go to the polo bar and have a mascot dinner. What was it be a surprise. Was it about ascots? Was, was it like a mascot? It was the company was called Mascot, but I think it's wine or beer. Oh, that's a good like. What do you consider successful? I can have a party that's all mascots. Mm-hmm. Another that's definition cool. of success would be if I were a superhero in a movie, I would like to be able to have like a reservation at a restaurant, but it's not for me to eat there. It's for me to have a character appearance there. Uh-huh. So, like the Winter Soldier, for instance, came to the restaurant the other day. Um, or the actor who plays him. But what I wish is that he was just there for like three minutes. He repels in and like flies through the restaurant and then he's gone. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Avengers just happened. Here. <laughs> I think that would be, that's a little Andy Kaufman, but I like it. When they were filming the first Avengers movie, part of it was happening outside my dad's work. And he called me and was like, they're filming some movie outside my work. And it's like some Joss Whedon movie and there's like explosions and people running away. And I was like, is that the fucking Avengers movie? <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, maybe. I guess so. So in the alien costumes and stuff? I don't think so. I think we just saw cars flipping over and mm. stuff. The aliens aliens can't be actors. Yeah, no. They're just CGI, too. Robots. Or robots. Mm-hmm. Robots can't be actors. There, no. I said it. Hot no, take. No. Take that. Wait, so how did you get into mascotting? There was a bind. I, was, uh, I love basketball, but I was not competitive. And... Uh, in middle school, after I finished my growth spurt and was very awkward, 
kind of in my Napoleon Dynamite phase, I started taking dance. Cool. And I got I got pretty good at that. And there was a crossroads where I had to choose between, or I was asked to choose between playing basketball seriously and dancing seriously. And mm. I said no to that or, to that binary, and I said I'll merge them. Uh, um, oh. It wasn't really an active choice, but that's what that's what happened. So I had my cake and I ate it too by myself <laughs> at a mascot suit. <laughs> I had a whole cake. Right. <laughs> that was my thing. That's what I did as a mascot. I would right. eat cake. Man, I put a lot of myself into that, and it was, as I said before, it's thankless because you you're supposed to be a secret, but it's a small high school; people know it's you. But there's no. It is kind of superhero-y in that su- way, mm-hmm. right? People are like, "Where's Sky? He's never at the pep rallies." And you're yeah. like, "Oh, hey guys, how was the halftime show? I I, I missed <laughs> it. I had a wicked dump." Right. And they're like, "Ah, oh, man, you missed it. The what was your mascot? Uh, Jaguar, Mick the- Jaguar." Shut up. Mm-hmm. His name <laughs> so is Mick Jaguar. Stupid. We got him a new suit because the old suit had smell of vomit. It was made of bicycle helmet and had some kind of mesh material in it. Got a new one. More fearsome, not friendly looking. Oh. But it was too... Mm, he looked very doopy. Doopy, is that a word? I mean, it is. Doopy, doopy meaning like awkward, goofy, but also doopy like this is a trick. That's not a Jaguar. Uh-huh. So we put some football pads on him to make him more imposing, but he still had to do weird mascot stuff. Yeah, so. they were all like, you missed it. Mick Jaguar was out here and he jumped off a trampoline into some guy's right. bag. <laughs> yeah. It was wild. What was the wildest thing you ever did as a mascot? Mm. Did wow. you ever do any of those? You see those things where it's like obviously staged, but the mascot's there and like, what do they do? I don't know. The one where he brings her a teddy bear and it's not big enough and he brings her a bigger one and right. he brings her the big giant one. I think that was more, that was closer to my job as the dancing fan. That What's was the all. dancing fan? Was that just you? That wasn't in a mascot suit? It was just me. Or unless it's a holiday. In a holiday, a lot of sports entertainment use this as they have a planted person in the audience who is supposed to seem like they're just a fan. Damn um, it, Sky Edwards, the other one. <laughs> you are polluting <laughs> this. me. Instagram or uh, uh, Google Images feed. I can't find Sky Edwards the dancing man at all. I know. Well, I'm doing these things the incognito, so I guess that's why. If anything, this is a measure of my success right, is just, that you can't find me. I just want to see what the dancing fan looks dancing like. Fa. The dancing fa. And no, not a fan <laughs> to ban myself with Google Images. The a fan dancing for fan, dancing, but not a fan like to fan yourself with. But like for sports, that didn't help. Oh, you know, yes, it's a good it example. Is the Orlando Magic have somebody who does something similar? He's, the who? He does the Orlando Magic have a a fan who does a great eyebrow dance. Oh, we're gonna find it. We're gonna get it. Oh, that's a lady. That's is a that lady. her? No, no. Those no. are dancers. These no. are the Orlando Magic dancers. <gasps> that's, oh. him. that's him. That's him. <laughs> you got really excited. He's really good. He's good. He does a robot thing with his whole body. He's an, only a human could do this, not a robot. Oh. Yeah, um, if a robot did it, it wouldn't be impressive. Right. You know what a robot's got to do to be impressive is feel. Mm. Feel love. There's a dragon. The process is they, they put me in the what's called the handicap section and because there's more space there. Sure. And I sit there in my fan gear for the whole game. Eventually, a, a handler comes up and whispers in me, or is like, hey, next time it's a timeout. You're going to get up and do your thing, okay? Cool. So then the Health One dance cam comes up on the Jumbotron. <laughs> they show me, and my job is to act freaked out the first time that they show me. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, oh, no. I'm just an average white guy. I don't, I can't, I don't, no, 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 I won't, I won't dance. And they pan away, show some children, maybe an old woman doing a thing or flossing or something. And then they come <laughs> back to me and I'm supposed to be breaking it down. And the people who are watching the Jumbotron at that time are, were generally pretty enthusiastic. They're like, oh, or if they'd seen it before, they'd be like, oh, he's back. 
And yeah, you sit down, you get 50 bucks, and you watch the game. That's I want to write for that. The way that I want to write for porn, I want to write for that, where they cut to you the first time, and you're like, no, no, I can't, no, get, get the game <laughs> off me. And then they cut back to you the second time, and you're like, what, again? No, seriously, no, I, I literally can't. You you have to leave. And then the third time, you get up, and you show them that you have like a big like cast on your leg, and you're oh. like, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed no. to do? I'm supposed to dance, and then you do. You like break it down. You're like, what, I'm supposed to do a dance like this? And then you do it, and it's really impressive. That's what I want. That's, That's good. That's you have a future, man. Thanks. Thanks. Who do I call? 1-800-MAZGODS. You call me. You oh. call or call Craig. I think my handler was named Craig DeZaman. If you're listening out there, Craig. Craig. D-Z-A-M-A-N. Hook a boy up. Yeah. That's me. I'm the boy. That's what I'll call. I'll call me the boy. The, the, ma- boy. the, the, boy, ma- the boy mascot. The boy mascot rider. Mmm. The secret boy mascot rider. Oops. My secret's out. Oh, well. Just call you boy. Just call me boy. Boy. Mascot boy. Or growing up, my father, um, my father, man, it changes things when I say that instead of my dad. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so growing uh-huh. up, my dad and his siblings all had imaginary friends, and his younger brothers had a lion and a, a bull. But my father's was just called boy, and he would they'd all reside in some area of the car, and my dad, I guess, would point up to the corner of the car and say, "There's boy." <gasps> There's boy. Yeah. Your dad was a Victorian child. <laughs> There's boy up he in the corner. Is. Yeah, he still is. Um, okay, man, that was a lot of talking about mascots. Talk to me more about acting. You're here in mm-hmm. the city. You've been here for uh, two, almost two years now. What's your journey? What's my journey? What's it been like? Why'd you um, come to New York? Let's see. Well, a big part of it was that it's where my wife has always wanted to move to since she was very little. Mm. Even I think maybe even before. She wanted to be an actor per se or, or chose that. And then her degree is in musical theater officially. And this is a great place for that. Mm-hmm. Best in the world. And I want to be with her. So there's other places where I can act and pursue acting. But ultimately for her, like this is the place. Is your degree in acting? Uh, yes. So I have an undergraduate degree in theater and dance from Hope College in Highland, Michigan. Wow. And MFA in acting from University of Washington. Wow. Did you go straight out? You went straight BFA to MFA? I did. Why? Oh, man, because I felt leaving undergrad that I had learned a lot about what theater was and what dance was and what art is, but it wasn't a very technical background when it came to performance, and it was not not very practical. Cool. So it was great. It was enough to know that I wanted to do the thing, that I really wanted to do the thing, and I was passionate about it, that I loved it, and was willing to do it in circumstances that were not pleasant. But I, there was no replicable, replicable piece of my work. Sure. I get that. Cool. So what are you doing now? You, do, you, you live in that actor life? You're pounding the pavement? You, you working? You hustling? What are you doing? Mm. You That's care. the thing. That's the thing. So you don't wanna, I don't want to be an actor, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a mascot. I, I think the thing that right now that I'm looking for is is less acting work and more self-actualization so I have a person to bring to the process because instead of going straight from high school or whatever school into the world and then, you know, learning the ropes and pounding the pavement and all that stuff, I think I'm kind of behind in that process of becoming a person they can bring to the work. So a lot of me is like I can be an art maker, but there's other parts of me that I need to attend to so that I can be proud of the work that's being made and done. And I don't want to be an artistic man child so what are you doing in that effort anything concrete anything you can 
Well, I got a job that I like at the Polo Bar. I yeah? Think, I think the next step for me right now is I'm going to pursue some work in sports journalism because I think I can do it. Cool. And as I said, I'm I'm passionate about that, and I need some experience and some time and keep taking acting classes, but also a lot of the roles I want to play exist about at least 10 years away from now. Mm. Mm. You're also married. I am. How, I am. How's that? How's that? It's Did so, you listen to Callie's episode? Uh, not yet. Good. Then you will know what she said, and you can <laughs> answer honestly, and then you can see how they sync up. It. This is like couples therapy. But it's free and probably bad. Um, <laughs> what? Do you, how is? How's it being married? I think it's the first. I already time. heard the story. So you don't have to tell me about Great. murder. Our wedding website probably still still exists. So what? I stories Where? On Sky Scally wedding. Scally. S K A L L E E. Do you want this public? That's fine. Yeah, I wrote okay. the thing. Okay, Scally wedding. Is that it? Scallywedding.com, maybe? That's it. You got the whole. Oh, you got the you got the dot com. Oh my god. Oh, oh I gotta type in my uh, password. It's, it's probably Scally. We had a dox your wedding. Nope. Capital Scally? Uh-oh. <gasps> oh, oh my goodness. Oh. I know what the password Dang is. Dang it, it's not. All right, no worries. Yeah, whatever. So that does change things. The The wife does. I always mention Watson, also our wonderful dog that we got a couple months after we got married. Those two things change both like everything and nothing at the same time. It's. I wouldn't say that it's a, a pressure to be a certain way, but it. Mm, there's that Bible verse about when I was a child, I felt like a child. I reasoned like a child. I was a child when I became an adult, we'll say, paraphrase. I put um, all my childish toys in a box and right, chucked them off a bridge. Thing. So, and that can mean mean a bunch of different things. And I think a childish thing for me is an aspiration to, for instance, like be the Flash in a DC movie. <gasps> I haven't put that away per se, but the thing that matters more to me is right now, is being in a position where my family can function as a family and not be in a constant state of, I don't know, dependency. That's the, another childish thing is if we're making fear-based decisions all the time, then we're still thinking like children. Sure. So, so I think... <laughs> we're just terrified adults, right. which I right. feel like are more and more of the population mm-hmm. these days. I mean, you can be afraid as an, an adult and functional, but I think... Allowing that to be the main motivator for your decision making is childish. For sure. So, and then some people never grow out of that, or or never escape that. Maybe is better because we will grow regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It would be tough for you to be the Flash. I hate to mm-hmm. be that dude. You're a big boy. I know. They make you. They make you a young Colossus. Right. <laughs> before they make you the Flash. That's been something to accept too. Is uh, learning how to be who I am versus who I'd like to be. That's super important. I just had that with Spider-Man. I'm never going to play high school Peter Parker. Mm. I might play adult Peter Parker someday, but no no more high school for me. It's hard. I had a good cry in the bathtub about something like that about a year and a half ago. (laughs) About what? So it was just the idea that, so Chris Hemsworth plays Thor. He does. And for about, and whenever he does it, he has to look like Thor for a couple months. Mm-hmm. But then that that goes out there, and he does his men's health or whatever his covers. And I work out a lot. For anybody who hasn't seen me in person, I'm I'm big. Oh, we're gonna um, blast the Instagram <laughs> with his beefcake over sure, here. Sure, sure. So I over I guess the last eight years or so, I'd been working on how to get bigger and not necessarily like a bodybuilder, but just get more muscly because I thought again that I look like Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, you kind of look like Ernie right now, but I feel like that's just mm. that's shirt choice. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten very primary today. But the the cry in the bathtub was realizing that I didn't have the time or the finances or even the body type to ever look like that. And Mm. it didn't really matter 
it didn't really matter, but there's just a realization because it's a thing that, that pushes you through difficult parts of that process and gets you through certain years. And you get to a point you go, oh, this is as far as it goes without significant assistance otherwise. It's a death. You know, mm-hmm. it's my therapist calls things that a lot. And a death. Like mm-hmm. ending a relationship or like moving away from a certain chapter of your life or, you know, making a certain realization and, and having to grow accordingly. Like it is a death. It is a death of that part of you that yeah. believed that or the part of you that fantasized about that. And it's it, it can be it can be rough. Yeah. Um, how did that go? You had the cry. Mm-hmm. You're at peace with it now. And then I'm super interested in this idea of self like it's not awareness as much as it's like maybe it is right? it's self-awareness mm-hmm. I've, I've been teaching a new workshop lately for actors about bringing yourself to the role and yeah. not thinking about acting as playing a character but thinking about it as being yourself and and being yourself under these circumstances i think that's a big that's a huge step to make because part of the process in acting as a child is that you're is the make-believe element where you go, imagine I'm a dragon or I'm a this or I'm a that. Yeah. And it's almost a total departure from yourself and your abilities as a child. And I guess the growing up or the escaping that has to do with what you, what you just said, which is that accepting the your limitations and then, also, and then acting in spite of them. I'm also torn about it. I have, let's fix this. Let's solve this problem for me. Like, I don't think it has to be or. I don't think it has to be just you and just what you're not because there's so much of our world that exists now as as humans that is born from what we don't have or what we can't do. Well, here's what I see. I see online people going, I'm this way Mm -hmm. and that is the way I am. And if you don't (laughs) like it, then you don't have to deal with it. Living your truth. And then you see other people online going... Thinking that you're just this way and you can't or won't grow outside mm-hmm. of these tendencies is really toxic and you should change. And mm-hmm. like those two diametric viewpoints is really tough for me right now. I'm I'm yeah. sitting here going, I have my you know, I have my own body stuff where I'm like, my my biological father's is definitely had weight stuff in the past. Like he's mm-hmm. he's he's over well, I don't know how he's a lot healthier now, but he used to be pretty overweight. Sure. And would always say, like, I was really skinny growing up and I would always hear like that's not going to last. That metabolism is going to go away. And it has started to go away. And mm-hmm. I'm super self-conscious about it. And I'm trying to sort of like decide whether I'm self-conscious about that for myself or I'm self-conscious about that for outward appearances. Like, I wonder, as always, and as is sort of the overarching story of this podcast and my life, is I'm trying to figure out myself in a vacuum, Yeah, it's, and which is really hard. I think, I don't know what I would do if there weren't, like a lens put on me all the time by my chosen profession and a lens put on me all the time by my chosen interaction with social media. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do. Right. Or even, or even the people down the hall from you in your apartment complex. Maybe. Like why you don't walk out of here in a suit of armor every day. Well, (laughs) that's just impractical. Well, if I fall over, (laughs) no one's going to be there to help me out. We live in New York. If people see a man in a suit of armor on the ground, (laughs) they're walking past. (laughs) You're down. Pictures first. I don't know. Is any of that? Do you have any answers for me? You're going to help me with this? I think it's a worthy struggle. I think that's, well, part of the human temptation is to try to deceive yourself into the idea that you could exist in a vacuum Mm. because it it removes all the fears associated with depending on things you don't know, what other people are going to do, what they're going to think, what they're going to choose, and that other humans can choose. Whereas like if you were a dog living with a a bunch of other dogs, it's a predictable life because dogs don't really have free will. They choose... What they see is, I don't know, a reaction to instinct or what's... Is that why all dogs go to heaven? Mm. It's because they don't have free will? 
Yeah, I think dogs are incapable of sin, so. Nice. Yeah, my operational definition of sin is acting in a way that is not as you should. So, not to alienate oh, listeners but no who don't. should. Mm. What do you mean should? Should is that voice that lives inside you that says you have a survival choice and you have a choice that is linked to an understanding of that you can create a better or a good or a different outcome. It's like humans are gardeners on the planet. Okay. If that makes sense. So, but we don't have claws or fangs or we have some teeth and limited fur, but ultimately we're not designed to survive without each other. So. Okay. But that doesn't, uh, what, go ahead. Anyways. So what I'm saying about the vacuum. Dogs um, are scared of them. Is it? Well, yeah, dogs are scared of them. <laughs> like that's, it is me. That is me. <gasps> yeah. You turn on a dog and it, and it does dog things. You turn on a vacuum and it, Screams. It, it vacuums. Yeah. Um, but I think as as people, we're not designed to exist in a vacuum. We're community creatures, and community is, is scary for humans because there is choice. That's, yeah. I guess, the, the point that I'm making. Well, there is unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And choice choice creates anxiety. There is a, I don't know who said it, there's a quote about the 20th century's new psychological plague is anxiety. It's the child sure. of, of choice. Because after the Industrial Revolution, people, and also political revolutions, of course, um, or ideological revolutions, is, is you have the opportunity to not be a tailor because your father's a tailor and your last name is Taylor. Yeah. You have the opportunity to say, this machine can be Taylor, and I am what? Be- beach Beach boy. Right. Who go to beach. Or I just play Beach Boy in movies this week. Beach Boy coming to TBS. Mm. I don't know. It's also like there's a certain, I guess I guess it is also an anxiety that comes from, and I. it's not an argument because he won't argue with me about it, but I tell my therapist all the time, like, everything that's happening to everyone right now is so unlike anything that's ever happened to humankind mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to be like, well, this is why this is happening for sure, right? For a long time it was like, you know, we are scared of the dark because we can't see as well and bad things could get us, could, right. could eat us. Nothing's right. going to eat us anymore, but we're mm-hmm. still scared of the dark mm-hmm. and we know why. But going like social media totally impacts us. It does. How? Maybe these ways, but mm-hmm. also probably Too a soon. myriad of other ways mm-hmm. that we have no way of ever, ever, ever knowing, except in hindsight. Never has there ever been such a great cloud of commentators on ourselves and others that is so, I don't know, young and foolish. Like, it's not like our ancestors are watching us so much because they can't really comment. Because they can't tweet. Right, but an eight-year-old can, and I wouldn't even know. That it was an eight-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What a weird thing. This got deep. We got to wrap it up. Yeah. Tell me your advice for success, Sky Edwards. Oh, man. I was asked a year ago at my sister's birthday. She has a... The thing she does at parties where she hands out these little questions to people. And the question that I got that I was supposed to answer was, what advice would you give a second grader? Nice. And I think something that's largely defined my life is really early on, my relationship to grades became Mm. different from most of the other people in my class. Because I realized that nothing bad actually happened when I got a bad grade, when I made a bad grade. That it wasn't a reflection of my learning, that it wasn't a reflection of how capable or smart or anything I was. It was just an arbitrary decision made on limited evidence that the teacher had. Sure. And life is filled with people making those decisions around you. And as soon as you change that relationship to grades or versions of grades in life, you get freed up a lot. But there's always a temptation to come back to try to make your life totally objective. And I think success ultimately is success as an idea comes from fear 
of not being relevant or not having a passing grade in, in life. It's just a desire to be known at the end of it. Success is, for me, I feel, I feel successful when I walk into a place and people know my name. Mm. And for someone like Hugh Jackman, for instance, as an actor, we see him as very successful, I think, because when he goes everywhere, everyone knows his name for the most part. But that, and that goes away. But is Hugh Jackman happy? I don't know. He seems happy. He does. You know what? I said that, but he does seem pretty happy. He does. <laughs> he it's seemed... also, though, his brand is happy. So. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's not. Although that's weird. I don't understand that. How can he play so many angry, violent people and, and be on brand as happy? Whatever. I'll ask him next yeah. time I see him. Mm. When I recognize him and he walks in the room and I know his name. He's around. Hey, Hugh. Happy? <laughs> Hugh happy? Hugh happy? Hugh Jackman happy? wonder how many name go- named goats, name jokes he gets. A lot. Cute. All of them. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name is David Andrew Laws. My guest today has been Sky Edwards. Hey, thank you guys for stopping by. You're very welcome for me stopping by to <laughs> my apartment. You can learn more about Dress for the Podcast You Want at dimlywit.com. Thanks, Dimlywit. They're our network, and they're just the tops. Uh, you can find out more about our podcast as well as others like Wow, I almost said some other podcasts that I'm listening to that are not on the network, but I'm not going to say them. I'm going to say... I just got tempted to. Don't. I'm going to say Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano. I'm going to say Shorts. I'm going to say The Dullest People Alive. I'm going to say Wit All Due Respect. That's a new one on the network. It's it's like with, but it's wit. Wit. And I don't know if it's wit like smart brain or if it's wit like... The person is the host named wit. I think maybe one of them's name is Wit. Forest Whitaker's It's not spelled podcast. that way, but it also might be like W I T apostrophe. Wheat. Either way, it's it's very clever. Wit. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Thank you to Laura St. Pierre and Patrick Marin, our dope, fresh, extra, excellent Patreon donors who are very good and whom I want to give a kiss. That's it. That's everything. We're about halfway through this season. Sky just punched his microphone for some reason. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about how the rest of the season goes until maybe we'll do a season three. I don't know. We'll find out. Sky, what are you doing the rest of the day? I'm going to go see Avengers Endgame. going to pay attention to the NFL draft. My Nuggets are playing the San Antonio Spurs tonight. Nice. um, Yeah, sports, acting. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. I just like Winston Churchill would do. <laughs> Alright, bye Sky. Hosted on dimlywit.com.